Hi everyone, it's Matt and you're listening to a special episode of the 202020 series where I interview 20 world leaders and game changers in the year 2020 and share them with you here on the Greatness Everyday Podcast. A new episode is released every Monday, so be sure to listen to the rest of the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more platforms. Our guest today is Nash Mackey. He is a performance coach from Tasmania who will help you refine your mission, build new beliefs, develop new rituals, and transform your life. Notice how I said he will help you because I've seen him do it. Nash, I'm really excited to be here with you today and uh, thanks for joining us. Oh, Matt, I, I'm just so yeah, honored to have this, this opportunity and, and I'm so glad we got the opp- this chance to connect Again, mate, I, I love I love hanging out with you. Appreciate it, uh, Nash. Can you just tell the audience listening a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's it's always a broad question, and I'll do my best to kind of land the plane very effectively. But go for um, it. Yeah, I, I am as as Matt said, I am a performance coach, and I support people just really improve the quality of their lives. I'm very very passionate about that. Uh, that drive stems from time working in the in the medical field um to kind of rewind it back a bit further i was homeschooled all my life i come from uh, a large family a family of 11 children i'm smack bang in the middle five older five younger siblings and uh i was homeschooled all my life so i i was pretty keen to get out into the world and uh get get in motion and i wanted to just fit in and be one of the normal people because growing up when we were homeschooled, it was kind of like, we were a bit like the outcasts. Um, and so it, it's funny now, everyone's getting homeschooled with the COVID situation. So yeah, right. Yeah. Everyone's weirdos now. Um, <laughs> Especially uh, me, I'm a high school teacher and I don't even have a class to teach, I guess, in person because we've moved on to our digital world. So it is a little bit weird. Yeah. 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 So, so I feel, I feel like I've got some friends now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I was really keen to get out in the world and my parents sent me to college a year early. Um, I was 15 when I went to college and because I could sense I was just really frustrated um, being cooped up at home and I'd had all these five older siblings go to school. So they could, I, I was just like, I wanted to be out. Um, they let me out and I just, I just went all in. Like I was just like a bullet a gate um, doing my best to fit in. And that was really my focus from a very young age. I just wanted to fit in and be what was considered, what I thought was normal. And back then my, my definition of normal was, oh, you know, looking a certain way, uh, earning a certain amount of money, living in a certain house, having certain friends, behaving certain ways, like all these kind of stereotypical things we're sold on growing up. Like most people are, you know, conditioned a certain way. And all of those, those things I did on a very high level. I, I started earning great money, like from, from the get-go, straight out the door. And I, I was just able to step into opportunities because I was so driven just to kind of fit in and, and just show that I was a normal person. And um, yeah, so that drove me to do a lot of things. And that included going into the military um, at a very young age. Like I was, uh, my older brother was in the military and I used to see him bring his army equipment back. And I was just like, wow, I, I just, as a young bloke, I was just like, that, that looks like the ultimate, that looks like the ultimate way to get significance. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of cared about people as well because one of my mentors growing up um, was a paramedic. Like I used to hang out with a paramedic 
and like I'd go, he was my uncle and we would go bushwalking pretty much every single morning together. Um, and he'd just tell me stories. So I was very conditioned around um, wanting to serve people and wanting to like be able to hold myself in intense situations. And so I was very, very conditioned. And so as soon as I got the opportunity to join the, the military and I found out that the combat medic role was available, I stepped right into that um, because I felt like it ticked all the boxes for me. And um, that led me down a really interesting path of, um, you know, working in the emergency department because we had to do our training, obviously learn the skills we needed. And um, that job then led me to working in operating theater for two years where I used to um, be an orderly or a theater technician um, and have to clean up after all the operations, position the patients, uh, all the glamorous stuff. Um, but yeah, that was at, at around 20 years of age. I'd done all that stuff. So worked in emergency departments, um, the lot. So it, it was a real, um, really connected with me with uh, how fragile life is. Mm-hmm. And it really connected me with the fact that a lot of people are suffering. So here was me, this very driven young bloke, just trying to fit in the world. And I was there doing my part, like trying to put my piece of my life together. And then I was seeing these people who were actually on the other end, like they were giving up on life. Like some of the people, you know, we, I saw a lot of cases with attempted suicide, um, kids my age younger than me. And I'm, I was just like, I was there, you know, doing my part in the hospitals. And I, I was sort of taking this in. I was like, hang on, what's going on? Why are they here? Mm-hmm. And it kind of started playing on me a lot. And I was like, hang on, I was just trying to piece things together. And eventually I got to a point where I looked at my own life and I had all these things in place that society said I needed, but I was actually empty. And I'm not sure if it's because I'd seen that and I just felt like I needed to be doing more. I don't know what it was, but I felt completely empty and there wasn't enough money I could earn. I could not work hard enough. I had my amazing girlfriend who's now my wife and I had friends, I had everything in place, but I just felt miserable. I just felt like something was not right. Something Something was missing. And that just sent me on a search. Like I just started searching and um, that was after I got very reliant on alcohol, um, overeating video games. I was highly addicted to these things um, just to fill my, fill my mind um, right. with something, just, just something to have when I came, when I finished work, essentially just to fill the space. Cause I had nothing to fill that space. Yeah. And yeah, that, that led me down this crazy path. But thank goodness I'd had that experience in the hospital because I got to a point where I, I looked at my life and I was like, if I don't do something, there's a high chance I'm going to end up exactly where these other people were. Because like, I felt, I felt, I, I thought about ending my life many, many times in that, in that period where, because I just mm-hmm. felt so empty. Yeah. I, I just felt like this cloud was constantly over me. And I can't explain exactly why that happened. I've got some theories, but... Um, I got to that place for a reason and thank goodness I had the awareness just to, to uh, turn the next page and uh, just search for something more. And what I found was an eBay course and an eBay business. And I was like, Oh, this sounds good. It means I can earn more money and have more free time and uh, all this other stuff. And so I started that business for a very superficial reason. But when I went to the event, one of the speakers, they got up on stage. So the trainers at the event said, well, you know, you can't build a business with the same mindset that's got you this far. A speaker came up and he spoke on mindset, a little Italian man. And he spoke. And when I heard him, I was just like 
he was just speaking to me. He spoke about how he overcame his addictions and how he was able to completely shift away from his upbringing and his conditioning to actually go and do something really meaningful um, all because he just took control of his, his mental state. And when I saw him and when I heard him, I just knew that I wanted to be doing what he was doing. I wanted to be able to move people like he moved people because it, like, I just felt like he gave me the greatest gift in the world. And I met him a few years later and I thanked him um, because he just ignited something in me. And I just, it, it's just like everything aligned, all the experience I had, because I had this thing that where I, I wanted to be on the other side of intervention. And what I mean by that is in the medical field, you're on the end, you're, you're kind of dealing with the problem at the end of the problems most of the time. You're reacting. I wanted to, exactly. I wanted to be there earlier on. I was like, how do we avoid people coming down this path in the first place? Yeah. And so I was on this search and, and he just sort of was like the, the key that unlocked the lock. Beautiful. And um, yeah, rest is history. I just, I've continued learning. I've continued developing myself ever since that day. And uh, here I am. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And I love kind of, we've connected a couple times, obviously, kind of as students in the same course, uh, mm. as well as kind of working together now as coaches. Mm. Um, I was talking to somebody today and your story kind of reminds me of theirs because every time you tell your story, I kind of get little different pieces, which is something that kind of a little bit more and more every time. So I'm excited to hear your story the next time because it's going to be something else that's really neat and interesting. Um, but she was talking like you about kind of that, that transformation moment, that moment where you went uh, from where you were currently into the world that um, you wanted to be. And that's what you've created. That's what you're doing right now. And you're living it out each and every day. Um, so for people listening to this episode, um, there's obviously a lot going on. People, I, I don't really don't know what what state they're in right now in terms of professionally. Um, people may have lost their job. They have been laid off. They uh, might be working from home and they've got a bunch of kids running around. Um, I, I don't know, health-wise, right? Things are changing right now as well. Um, so if somebody wants to incorporate and create a change in their life, um, what advice would you have to give them in terms of how they can get from that point where they're unhappy or unfulfilled, or just like you said, empty, trying to fill it up with whatever they can possibly do into something uh, with a bigger purpose for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's a great question, mate. Um, what I would love for people to do and really take away from this is that let this be, let this interaction where we're meeting right here be your permission to actually get very clear on what you want out of life. And that might sound really simple, but it's incredibly profound. When I worked with that, or when I got um, mentored by that speaker, that's exactly what he did for me. He just gave me permission to actually say, or to stop and say, what do I want out of life? And I'd never done that. I'd never done that. I was trying to be someone for, for the world, like who I thought I was supposed to be as opposed to mm -hmm. who did I want to be. Right. And that was the shift. So that's what I would encourage anyone to do right now. This is something everyone can do. You can go and pull out a piece of, and it's interesting. I've been on a bunch of podcasts recently. I've said this exact same thing because I really believe it. Start with what do you want? What do you want out of life? Like as kids were conditioned, oh, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. I'd encourage you to ask because without something in the future that you're, you're looking forward to, 
why would you get over what you've got happening right now? Why would you take control? Like th there's no reason. So put something, put something in the future, just write down like, my question to you is how good do you want it to get? If anything was possible, what would you love to experience in your life? Write it down, write it down. You never know how much of it you'll get. When I was, uh, I forgot to mention after the hospital, I went into the construction industry and I run a construction business. Um, and, uh, you know, construction is all about, you need a blueprint, you need something. Otherwise jobs will blow out or, or a construction project will just blow out at a proportion. If you don't have some form of structure and idea of what you're doing, um, it's just impossible. It's just, and you know, some people do go down that path, but it's expensive. It's confusing. It's you're chasing a tail a lot. What do you want? What's your blueprint for a good life? Do you have one? I'll just encourage people to use this time to start there. What do you want? And then based on what you want, what you really want, you've got to look at your life right now and say, what am I doing right now that's not in line with that? And what do I need to stop doing? What do I just need to release? If I actually do want that, what do I need to stop doing? And I know it's a really basic place to start, but it is the best place to start. I really believe that. Yeah. And I like what you said there about basically you're just giving your self permission to and that's a great way to say it it's almost as as if you're um handing the person the pen and the paper and saying right and that uh, a few weeks ago i put a video out on youtube just kind of talking about um if you're not happy about something or, or whatever the situation is uh you're basically your life's a story you're it has characters it has chapters it has different settings um it has um what's that thing called? It's called a plot, I think is what they call it in, in like grade yes. school and stuff uh, with conflict and all of that stuff. And if you don't like it, you write your own story. Think about who Absolutely. you want to surround yourself with in the future, whatever your goal is, who you want to surround yourself with, where you want to be living, uh, what you want to be doing, how you want to feel and all of, all of those things. But I like how you said in particular, just give yourself permission to do it. Absolutely. And I'll just, I'll just drop in there, Matt, and say, if you're not living your life, your design of a life, whose life are you living? Mm. Like for real, where did you, where did you just like, how did you come to the conclusion that what you're doing is the best thing for you? Yeah. When did that happen? Mm. And how much of your life are you living on purpose? And on purpose is literally what you want to create. It's, it's what you want to create the ultimate experience. And you just stepping into that every single day. And that's the opportunity anyone has. And you can sit down with someone like I, I work with a lot of people around addiction and so often, and I know cause I, I was drinking, I used to, I was never an alcoholic as such, but I was consuming a ridiculous amount of alcohol every single night and it went on for years mm -hmm. and it was just increasing and that all changed. It wasn't something crazy I did to like shift my mindset around alcohol. It was more about what I put in my life that was bigger than alcohol that caused me to just think, well, alcohol was no good for me, for getting me to that outcome. And I got right. so inspired about what I could create that alcohol, the, the lousy habits just dropped by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That the idea of uh, consuming versus creating and mm. uh, whether you're actually talking about consuming alcohol or you're talking about consuming uh, right now, I just see so many people glued to their phones, right? They're glued mm. to the news. They're glued to their phones. Uh, they're checking out those doom and gloom headlines. They're, they're, they're just consumed by the latest figures, 
right? And, yeah. and it's something that you can only take so much. You can only hold in so much. Uh, and what are you filling yourself up with? And like you said, filling yourself up with something that is greater than that, um, whatever you're consuming uh, is really kind of the key to change. Um, another key in change, I really believe, is mentorship. And um, you and I, that's how we connected through a mentor of ours, Joel Brown, um, for anybody that's listening. Um, that's how we first connected. And I am a huge believer in mentorship because I think about growing up in my life. Um, yes, I've had very, very positive role models that are close to me, family, friends, etc. cetera. Um, but I also extend that to teachers that I had, or um, I was never into business until the last few years. I have found some business mentors since I entered this scene. Um, but for me, a big one was um, coaching. Like I was so involved in every sport I could play. I was always playing two sports at, at once at a very high level. Um, and if I could get three at once, I'd be super happy to do that too. But my coaches were a big and had a big influence on my life um, in, in so many ways on and off the sports field. So if somebody's looking for a mentor in any situation, in any scenario or area of their life, um, do you have any tips for people that are looking for a mentor or how they could kind of identify a potential good mentor for them? Absolutely. I, well, this is what I use. And again, it comes down to knowing where you want to go. Where do you want to go? And what I would encourage people to do is find someone who is the next level up from where you are. Now, when it comes to mentorship, what I, what I really encourage people, because I've invested in a bunch of mentors, like very, very high level mentors. And one thing I did do at first was sometimes I reached too far with my mentors and I put down so much money to work with very, very high level people. And that was amazing. But sometimes they couldn't actually resonate with where I was because they were so far removed mm. from where I was that right. they couldn't relate to my situation. And they'd be talking to me from one frame of mind, but they, they don't remember what it was like at the beginning at, at where, I, where I was. So have a mentor who's ahead of you who's going to cause you to stretch and hold you accountable to getting the things done that you know you need to do to continually step into that vision. Um, so, and again, it depends on your vision, depends on what you want to create. We should have mentors and I, I, I have mentors for multiple areas of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, your business is one dimension of your life. What about your, your family and your connection? All, all of that side of things, uh, your finances. And it, it can be an in-person mentor. It can be someone you get mentored through their books. But it comes down to knowing where you want to go and just having someone who is committed to showing up. Like, look at people's track record. Are they showing up for themselves? Are they doing work themselves? That's a key thing because there's a lot of people who claim to be you know, whiz bang mentors, but they're not actually showing up. Like look at their track record. That's what right. I encourage you to do. Hopefully, hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, that's great. And the kind of the illustration of, like you said before, uh, you have a mentor that's extremely successful. Um, but that communication piece with yourself, um, is, is limited or not speaking the same language. I just kind of pictured a mentor being at the top of the ladder, you being down towards the lower end and you're trying to climb up the ladder, but there's no rungs, right? Those rungs aren't there. You're not going to be able to get to the top of the ladder there. 
Um, and that. those, yeah. and those are great tips. Um, yep. paying you brought up that, which is cool. I was going to throw that in there and you already brought that. Um, you've invested in mentorship, uh, in particular, why are you willing? Cause a lot of people that I've talked to, I've done the same thing. Uh, a lot of people that I've talked to are like, what you're crazy. You you've done this or you paid this much for that. Like what, what's it even getting you? Um, yeah. speak to kind of maybe a little bit, if you can, um, the idea of in-person um, and digital mentorship, you had said, um, but more particular, um, the idea of investing actual money into a mentor, how has that kind of maybe streamlined or sped up your success? Oh, like the, I would not be sitting here doing this call. I would not be working with the coaching clients I work with now. Um, supporting them overcome addiction and all, like get all the transformational results they're getting. Um, I'm just getting more and more testimonials flowing in now because I've sort of been putting in the work for the past few years and now all the results are flowing in. I'm, I still get messages from people I worked with years ago who are now like, I'm still doing the stuff and it's still like impacting me and I keep still getting these amazing messages coming through. I would not be allowed, I wouldn't have been able to impact those lives. And it's not just those people, it's how they show up and then it impacts their family, the people in their workplace. It goes on and on and on. I would not have been able to do that on the high level had I not invested in myself and worked with mentors. Working with a good mentor will literally shortcut your time when it comes to getting what the outcomes you want if you work right. with a good mentor. Some, and it doesn't need to be someone who... It needs to be someone who will show up for you and who you genuinely feel will be in your corner. Mm -hmm. Someone who is not just there to pat you on the back and pump you up. Someone who will actually challenge you a little bit and call you out on your own BS because yeah. you know, we're really good at telling ourselves stories. And when you work with a good mentor, you can sit down with them, have a conversation and they'll pick up subtleties even in your speech that reveal your subconscious beliefs that have been, you know, really tying you to old results that just don't inspire you. So yeah, I agree, Matt. Like people, I've some of the mentors I've worked with, I've put down literally over a thousand dollars an hour to work wow. with. Wow. Yeah. And like people can't believe that. But one conversation, one hour with those people could save me years, like 10 years in my business. Yeah. And you just got to figure out what your time's worth. Like right. what's your time worth? And are you actually committed to, if you're really committed to a result, you'll be willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. And, I think it, like yeah. you said, figuring out what your time is worth and what return on that investment you're going to get um, is something to consider. And that's a great answer. I also yeah. think that um, people listening to this might hear that figure that you threw out there and say, Oh, okay, I'm going to go do that. Cause I want to get to this point in my life. Um, but it doesn't have to be necessarily about um, the money or the high ticket, like Nash said before, it's got to be about the mentor taking action, holding you accountable, um, and all of the things that he said before. And I think that's a really, really good point. So just yeah. to kind of review yeah. with people, um, you are, if you are willing to invest a lot of money, um, that's where the big players are in, in terms of it, it. We don't have access to some like, like Gary V, for example, if you want to build your business, I think he has a program that's like, I don't know, like 10,000, or maybe that's what it started at for like a couple hours in, in, with him. Um, yeah. and not even just one-on-one, -on -one, like in a big group setting. And I think it, it might even be up more than that now. Um, but that just shows like, if you want to get access to some of the most brilliant, uh, minds of our time, 
there are opportunities to do that, but there's also um, something that you have to do. You've got to put forward and committing with your time, energy, and your money is something that uh, a lot of people don't really factor in. So I'm glad you talked Absolutely. about all those. I love that, Matt. I love that. And can I just add one more thing in there? So yeah. if you imagine in life when you've got a, a certain amount of money in your life, that's incredible. And money is a, money's a tool. Money's a tool where, that you can use that tool to get a particular result. Now, if you're not using that money to invest on yourself and develop your mindset and develop yourself as a person, what are you spending it on? Hmm. And this is the key. Like people might say, oh my goodness, you spent $1,000 an hour on a mentor. Well, yes, I did. But if I didn't spend it on the mentor, I might've spent it on a bike or, you know, who knows, a holiday. We're, right. in, we're already spending our money. It's just about shifting it and saying, okay, well, what's a priority for me? And what do I want to create? And how do I get there most effectively? Because if you want a result, you want to get there sooner rather than later. Right. So that it's just, it's just a bit of a shift there. Like you're spending, some people spend money on Gucci handbags. I'll spend $3,000 on a Gucci handbag, but they won't invest. You know, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, this is your mind. You'll carry this thing around you with you for the rest of your life. Right. The number one investment you can make is actually in yourself. Of course. Um, and I've, I've focused a lot in the past two years about money because I believed we had an opportunity coming up, just watching trends um, to really kind of take advantage of a down market. We're seeing this right now. Is it going to go up, down? Nobody knows right now. Um, but because of the learning that I did, the investment I made in myself, I'm able to take advantage of those situations that are coming up uh, and that have already come up. Uh, which is something that I'm excited to do and that I've done, I guess, and continue to do here. Um, and, and mentorship is one of those things that I'd really encourage people listening right now um, to look for mentors. Yes, in your life, but also uh, digitally, there are different options. There are masterminds out there that people can jump into, uh, kind of accelerate that growth. Like Nash had said, uh, it is well worth it. Every penny that I've spent so far has definitely come back uh, to me in so many ways, not just monetary. So um, right now, you talked about being in the military, a uh, medic as well. Um, habits. I'm a big believer in habits and st structure uh, and kind of optimizing my day. Uh, in fact, this canvas I have behind me is my morning routine. It lists out. I really believe that visually seeing it is very important. Um, so what are some daily habits that you have in your structure every day? Or do you have any? It would surprise me that you don't being in the military and the past, but what are some daily habits that you have that you would really kind of uh, say, if I'm going to have a great day, these are the things that I have to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, mate. So I've got habits that I've done consistently for um, some in particular for about three years. I have not missed a day with these particular things. So nice. they are first of all, exercise. I will not miss a day without some form of, well, when I say exercise movement, um, mm -hmm. I definitely give myself rest days. Um, the second one is breathing, like conscious breathing where I go out. Like the first thing I do when I wake up every single day and I have done for the past years is I will, and I've done it for longer than that, but I've not done it consistently. Like I did it, right. there was like, I'd have a week off and then I'd start again, but like consistently for three years. Yeah. So exercising movement, um, breathing, conscious breathing. So I wake, the first thing I do when I wake up is I go outside in the morning air and I just breathe it this morning. I had a coaching call at 5.30 a.m. And before that, like 
before five, I was literally standing out on our deck in the rain, just like in the morning. It was like pitch black, just standing there in the pouring rain, just like basking in it, just breathing. It's yeah. a brand new day. Like you, this day's never been lived before. And I just like, I just like to go and breathe in that crisp air when it's, it's just, I find like that is just one of the best things you can do for yourself. Um, because if you're not taking control of your breathing, it's just, again, repeating old patterns. It's going to do what it's always done and you'll keep feeling the way you've always felt. So when you can consciously take control of your breath, it allows you to feel new feelings and you get to direct your life through your breath. I believe that's a really powerful thing to do. It's funny that you said that because I've, I guess I've seen different things about breath work. I've never uh, experienced it myself other than one instance. Um, that I had multiple times comes up for me. I used to live in the Caribbean. Uh, and when I lived there, I, I completed a few like ocean water, like open water, long distance swims. Oh, so yep. one of them was a four kilometer swim from the Island of Nevis to the Island of St. Kitts. Um, and we were swimming across and I was about halfway in. This was the first time I ever did one of these races. And, uh, the swell was like six foot swell that day. It was like, should we cancel? Should we not? But there were 200 people there ready to swim. So we swam. Um, and I wow. got halfway out and started to panic, which is something that I've never done before. I've never had like a panic attack or anything like that, but I did start to kind of feel myself kind of raising those levels. And I'm just like, what's going on here? I'm alone. There, there might've been a kayak 30 feet off me, but you couldn't see it because the waves were so big. Um, and in that moment, I just said, Hey, just put your head down, just focus on your breathing, keep swimming forward. Um, you're literally halfway in between both islands, so you can't turn around, you gotta keep going forward. Um, mm -hmm. But just focusing on my breath work, being conscious of that um, is something that I can point to that moment, um, really allowed me to kind of see the space that I was in, to relax um, and to just focus on the task, which at that time was just putting one arm in front of the other and, and swimming to the end of the ocean. Uh, yep. but you talk about that. What are some good resources for people to, uh, maybe get into some breath work? Cause I know that's, it's becoming more and more popular now, um, yeah. because of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good resources. I think Wim Hof, he, he, do you know Wim Hof? Yeah. Yeah. Just the ice man. He takes the, takes the cake when it comes to this one. Um, but again, it's one of those things. And I see people like being in the personal development space, you sometimes see people find someone like Wim Hof and they get so absorbed with his content, which is amazing and, and go for all that stuff. But what I say to people is like with mentors, learn on purpose. Everything you need to do needs to be in line with your purpose because people go and invest in courses and they do this, they kind of do this sporadic living as opposed to purposeful living. And they'll go and do a bunch of breath work and learn all these skills and they'll go and learn some yoga, which is great. But all these things are tools. We need to remember they're all tools equipping you to do something. And the thing you're here to do is to live your purpose. And it's not just live your purpose for the sake of you feeling good all the time. It's actually about you. You're here to make a difference. You're here to contribute something over and above that's ever been done before. All these things are tools like the breath work. The other thing I was going to say I do every single day is cold showers, cold water, like I immerse myself in cold water every single day. And I, that's also breath work because I control my breath in that situation. It's not, it's not swimming four Ks in or four miles in uh -huh. six foot swell though. I'll say that, but that, that freaks me out a little bit hearing that. Um, I love uh, it. 
Yeah, that's a awesome <laughs> put on you. That I admire that. But um, yeah, that's all this stuff is training and training for what? It's training for you to actually go out because we're human, we're human beings. Like we're here to we're here to do something. We're here to be. And, and mm-hmm. we're not just here to like. Yeah, I hear people say you've just got to be more, as in slow down. Yes, that's important, but you're actually like you're. As uh, I'm not too sure if this is going a bit deep, but we're I believe we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. Like we've got that spiritual component of us, which is that consciousness, that that thing that's alive Definitely. inside this this meat sack, yep. and this thing is 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 a vessel for doing something, and what are we here to do? Well, we're here to do what's inspiring to us. And we're not here just to do it for the sake of feeling great every single day. We're here to actually do it for the sake of making a difference, actually leaving a positive impact, leaving a positive footprint on the earth, yep. doing something over and above that's been done up until this point. Like they say, standing on the shoulders of giants. Beautiful. I like, I like what you said there about your habits, not just being habits and routine and things that you do every day because you're mindlessly going through them. Uh, they're tools. They're tools to equip you to live a better life. They're tools to help you live out your purpose. But what I hear when I talk to people about purpose and, and kind of wanting to do what they're, they're supposed to do and, and they want to do, I see fear being one of the biggest things that holds them back. And from my coaching Um, I have been in on sessions and a couple sessions now where people are really going deep with fear. Um, it's not something that I feel comfortable talking to, I guess the students that I work with. Um, but I know you do. So, um, on the idea of fear, how do people move past that? So fear can't paralyze them. Absolutely. It's a great question, mate. So, like, I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest. Like, mm. I would just mm. say, like, don't be afraid. And that would be the advice I could give somebody, which is yep. horrible advice. So I'm, no. I'm wondering what you think. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty fair advice. Um, but what I'll say is it's like anything. First of all, you need to just become a little bit aware of what it is. Like, what is fear? Let's just kind of um, unmask the villain, if you want. Um, fear is just a chemical response in the body. It's just your body letting you know, oh, guess what? You're doing something new. You're doing something different than you've usually done. Fear is a very necessary thing. Fear keeps us alive. People are terrified of fear and they, there's a lot of talk about, oh, getting rid of your fear. You shouldn't be focused on getting rid of your fear. You should learn how to manage your fear. Hmm. Um, it's a very, very necessary thing. It's what, why we are alive today. It's why we've survived this long on earth because right. we've had this this reaction that, that happens. Um, it's when that reaction's coming up and it's actually prohibiting you taking the next step towards your vision that you really need to take a, a good look at it. Um, so I, I actually did an, an Instagram live yesterday on this, Matt, and I was talking about when it comes to fear and confidence, which is another thing, like often people mistake being confident um, for, or, or lack of confidence for feeling fear. So they imagine themselves going and speaking to someone who they're attracted to or going and asking for a raise or whatever it is in their life. And they think of themselves feeling like all getting all the feels. So their palms getting sweaty, their, their breathing getting rapid, um, the pulse going up, all this stuff that's associated with fear. But they class that as being not confident enough or not good enough 
and they label it as that, you're, you're perfect right now. You, you just experience fear and that just means you're a perfectly healthy human being. It's because mm-hmm. you're doing something that's outside your comfort zone. It's outside what you're, what you're used to, what's cozy to you. And that's really necessary. Now here's the beautiful thing because as you continue to grow, like your body loves repetition. Your body just loves getting used to things and it just loves simplifying things to systems. So if you start systemizing or incorporating and building amazing habits that are just really like beneficial for you moving forward, you're going to be thanking your system for being exactly the way it is because it will hold you to continue to do the things that are good for you just as it does the things that are challenging or negative for you. Um, so yeah, I'd just say with fear, just understand what it is. It, it's a chemical response in the body and the, you need to understand it will come up anytime you do something outside your comfort zone. Now, we can, we can ex- extend our threshold or expand our threshold by actually doing things that challenge us every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to doing things that challenge us, the last thing we want to do is actually expect ourselves to do things that aren't really important to us. Because sometimes people experience fear and they, they just crumble and burn because they've got, they've got no real reason to do something. So being a brave person isn't about like being able to skydive and you know, whatever, like all these high adrenaline sports being to me, a brave person is someone who is just continually improving their life and doing whatever is required to move their life forward for their own good. And for the, for the greater good, like that is like a, a true, true brave person to me. And that's subjective. Like that's different for every one of us. Um, but yeah, recognize those feelings when they come up, know it's completely normal, know you're actually perfect for having that. And you can start doing things, like I said, every single day that are inspiring to you. And here's the, here's the key phrase I want people to remember. You've got to pursue challenges that inspire you. Don't expect you just to move through challenges that aren't in line with what's important to you, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a key point. We, we can't be everything to everyone, but there are some things that every, I guarantee every single one of the listeners right now do every single day, like me looking at you, Matt, like swimming in, in, in four miles of ocean, did you say, in six foot swell? Yeah. Like to me, that freaks me out. But, and I've got no reason to go and try and do that just to prove that I can do right. what Matt does. I've got no, that's, that's it's not, not important to you. It's yeah. not important to me and it would make no difference. And that's really what you want to, where you want to be coming from. You're like, you think at the end of my life, would me moving through this matter? Hmm would I feel like I didn't accomplish something if I didn't move through this? And if the answer is yes, then I encourage you to do what's required to move through it. Right. Because you can see that there's a higher reason for that. Mm-hmm. So pursue challenges that inspire you. Don't fear, feeling fear is very normal. It's just a chemical response. Do things that yeah, challenge you a little bit every single day. So expand that threshold and learn uh, like what we were talking about earlier take control of your breathing because immediately like the first thing that really puts you into a state of fear is the breath. Like your breathing Mm -hmm. restricts. If you can actually learn to control your breathing and do conscious breathing every single day, your, your, it's like your body gives you a bit of string or a bit more rope as they say. Right. So when you feel stress, your body's like, Hey, this, this guy is always like interrupting his breathing patterns and it doesn't react as quickly. It actually gives you a bit of leeway and a bit of trust. So you don't get all these emotional emotions come up straight away. 
if that makes sense. So yeah, it's yeah. a great illustration. Um, and the other one I liked was just the idea or the relationship between uh, confidence and fear. And uh, that's something I've mm. never thought about before. So my challenge is to take that away from here and really kind of dive into that fear has been something that um, if you can help clients, if you can help friends and family move past, then that becomes extremely valuable in so many ways. Um, so it's been something that I've wanted to kind of learn more about. Um, and that's kind of my next step is kind of getting into that, uh, as some of the topics you talked about. Another thing we like to talk about here, uh, I really geek out on productivity. I love it. Uh, um, you've got a lot going on with your job, with your coaching, uh, with your family life, with relationships and everything else that I see you doing. Um, how do you balance those things? How do you balance all the priorities that you have, um, that are important to you? Um, is there a system you have? Is there a process you have, or, or is it just yeah. something that naturally you've always been good at? Well, no, it's not definitely not. Um, I like how you said priorities, use that word priorities. Every single day I do identify priorities and that's how I live every single day. So every single day I've got things that I know I need to do to make this a great day. Um, and I know my values. I know what I, I, I know what matters to me. I've done enough work and this is what I encourage anyone to do is just again with the vision. Um, also getting to know yourself, like what matters to you? What do you need to do every single day to live a good day? Yeah. Um, I know what that is for me. And so I really live by that. I just continually, and I incorporate all the things we're talking about here. Like I make sure I set myself some tasks that move me outside my yesterday's comfort zones. Um, because here's the bigger idea, Matt is, and we'll get back to productivity, but um, I've heard it said that if you don't choose challenges and inspire you, you'll just be given challenges that don't. Right. And we need challenge because, because we need challenge. Challenge is what causes humans to grow. And so in part of that is moving, learning to move through your fears. So part of my three priorities will be um, something that's going to cause me to go over and above anything I've ever done before. You, do, you commit to doing that for 30 days. You commit to doing that for a year and watch how your life transforms. There's growth for sure. For, absolutely. And now to answer your question more thoroughly. So um, all of my coaching clients, let me see if I can pull this out for you. All of my coaching clients, my one-on-one coaching clients, get this guide here. So this is a three-month, this is three months guide here. Nice. And within this, uh, this is what I've created. It's got a system for living an epic day. So it's all the neuroscience, all the bits and pieces I've learned over the years. I've condensed it down to a book. And every single day they fill out a page and it takes you through everything you need to do to really maximize every single day. So you're setting priorities, you're filling in a journal section, you're it, it's prompt like visualization prompts, um, other responsibilities, things just like as simple as cleaning your house, like all these things. And the way I look at it as far as um, like time goes, because I, I really believe it's important. We touched on this earlier, Matt. It's important to know your worth mm -hmm. and get clear on your worth. Like what's it, what, what are you worth an hour? And, you know, you and I are both business owners, so we might be a little bit more, this way inclined at this kind of thinking inclined, but I would encourage anyone, like even if you've got a job right now, what, what do you earn at your job? And so every time you're wasting your time or doing something that's non-productive, you're actually costing yourself that amount of money to some degree. 
And so you need to know that your time is worth something and you don't know what you'll be worth in the future, but you'll be, never be worth more than you currently are if you're not doing something to increase your worth. You might get a little pay rise here and there, but if you're not doing something real, like if you really want to live a great life where you experience more freedom, you need to be doing something over and above you've ever done every single day to increase your worth. And so when I work with people on productivity, Matt, is I just get people to like 24 hours, you get three eight-hour blocks. You get eight hours to sleep, which is pretty generous. You get eight hours to work, do your like income earning activity, whatever that is. And you've got this eight hours, this elusive eight hours either side of that, more or less. And so I just consider, get people to consider what are they doing for that? Yeah. You multiply that by 365 and there's a, there's a bunch of time there. There's so much time in the day. And I like what you said, splitting that up into those three eight hour blocks. Um, Because I've worked with people before and they say, well, I'm so busy, right? Everybody says that, myself included. Um, And and it's not, I haven't identified my priorities or I have, I'm just not following through on those. Um, And there's so much time if you schedule in those different um, hours of the day, like you said, you're going to be able to really be diligent in doing what you choose. And if I say the values are these things, um, for me, um, getting clear on my values has been the most important thing I've done. It's the thing that I like talking about the most as well, because, um, when you're living in your values, you are fulfilled and happy and just everything's going well and productivity isn't even a question. You're just doing it because you love it and it's what you're meant to do. Um, and on the other hand, when you're not living in your values, those are the other things that we, we just don't want to talk about. And hopefully too many of the listeners aren't feeling that. But if they are, um, you get clear on your values. That's the first step um, of things that you yep. really kind of have to do. And you've kind of worked it in, Nash, here. Um, you know, like my favorite question to ask people that I have on the show, um, on the podcast, or that I talk to um, is what is your definition of a great life? And I felt it. You've been building up to that. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, finish what you're talking about. Cause I did interrupt you cause I got so excited to talk about values. Um, no, finish talking about whatever you want and move into that question. What is your definition of a great life? Yeah. I love that, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So well, I'll, I'll go straight to it. So my definition, cause that's, that's why I do what I do. So my definition of a great life is just leaving something that is useful for future generations to build on. And what I mean by that is like people will look at my life and say, Oh, that don't do that. Or they'll say, do a bit of that. That was really good. That worked. And I just want to be like, it's pretty simple. I just want to live a life to such a degree where people look at my life and they're like, okay, well he actually got some stuff together and I think that would be a good example to try and follow not to try and I'm not here to like stroke my own ego or anything, but I'm just, I, I believe that every single one of us has been put here for a reason. Um, and like my mission, like that's probably more what I'm focused on. Like I, I believe I've got a mission and as part of like writing down what a good life means to you, Matt, I believe it's really important to identify your mission in life. The thing that like, and that's a bit of a military term, but I, I talk about this heavily, like, probably more so than vision is kind of the same thing, but I like the term mission. I find it's a little more fiery. Um, Like my mission, I really believe my mission, my God given reason here on this earth is just to support people connect with their, their ability to make an impact. 
Like mm-hmm. I just want people to know the power they have um, and stop giving their power away. I believe if more people were empowered and more people stepped into what they're actually capable of doing through these simple things we're talking about, it begins with, you know, the knowing what you want. It begins with doing some, taking control of your breaths and breathing deep differently than you've ever breathed, um, moving more effectively, all these things like, but you do all this stuff as, as stepping stones toward actually fulfilling a mission. And the mission is this beautiful thing that we all get to craft. It's the difference we want to make. It's the, the, the life we want to experience. But, but mainly if we can be focusing on the contribution, that's, that's an incredible place to come from because we know if you continually focus on contribution, you're going to feel fantastic but you also need to be making sure you're living a great life and filling your own cup as you go along. So that's why it needs to be inspiring to you. If you just, if you just focus on contribution, like go and just give all you've got constantly, eventually you'll become resentful. So it needs to be a beautiful balance. It needs to be something you love and it needs to be something that impacts people. And, And that's the reason you do everything else, the yoga, the meditation, all this stuff. You do it because you're here to do something over and above that's been done up until this point. Yeah. And I love the word that you said mission, because yes, it is a little bit more militaristic, but um, it provokes and incites action, right? It's not your, your vision, which somebody's kind of looking out onto, which is a great thing to guide you, but it's your mission. It's like, no, this is our task. This is what we have to do. We're going to make it happen regardless of what we have to go through, regardless of if I get dirt on my hands or whatever else, right. It's your mission. It's what you're going to accomplish. And and it's a great way to say that and and share with our listeners. For sure. And I'll just, I'll just drop in there, Matt. Sorry. I'm going to, am I going over time here? No, you're good. Don't don't even worry about that. No, fantastic. So I'll just say with with the, with the wording of get to do, uh, sorry, um, have to do, you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do anything. We can just like, sit on our ass and we'll probably get the government or some payments from you know we'll get looked after essentially we would have to do anything really we can be extremely lazy and we'll get by but trust me your body will give you feedback by feeling lousy depressed and i'm not having you go depressed people but i had suffered with depression for many years and i Mm -hmm. know that the reason i felt so depressed like i was reliant on all these other substances was because i'd not given myself permission to actually choose what i wanted out of my life and every single day using whatever I had, no matter how far, far, far it was from what I actually wanted, no, how, many, how different it looked, I just continued to use whatever I had, the job I had, the people I had, the books I had. I kept using it as a stepping stone. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. And I'll just tell myself that, like, this is exactly what I need to take my life to that next level. And every challenge I, I get faced with, and I've always done this for the past few years. Every challenge, I'm like, sweet, this is exactly the challenge I need. I could never see this because life's better than I could ever predict. How, how would, you know, I, I've only got a human mind, but there's an incredible power mm-hmm. out there that knows what I need. Yeah. And it gives me this challenge because I believe it's taking me closer to that ultimate outcome I want. And I know, I know I'll get it because it feels great to me. It feels, it inspires me. See, when we were talking about values before, Matt, when we actually look at the science of it, I get a bit nerdy on the science side of things. So when you're actually living in your values, your whole system is at ease. So you've not just been given this body uh, to, to suffer and get, a, get an illness and die. You're actually here to do something. You've been given this thing that moves, you know, to some degree. Mm. Some people are limited. 
but they, you know, have their own path and their own journey and their own way of impacting, but you've been given this thing for a reason. The thing that makes this whole system come online is actually living in your values. The, 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 the latest or in greatest parts of the brain that we've essentially developed become, they, they light up when you're living in your, in your values. That's the, that's the prefrontal cortex. Like all that part of the brain really comes online when you're doing what's inspiring to you. We can see like science is showing this um, and your whole system functions better. Your whole system functions better. So like I went on a bit of a tangent there, but I just want people to know that it's not just like, oh, nice stuff. Oh, you should write down some goals and you should do what inspires you. No, this stuff is actually the best possible thing for your health. So I see a lot of people in gyms smashing themselves, working out, doing all this stuff. And they're miserable. They can't look at themselves in the mirror. And, they, and when they do, they're just like, oh, I'm not good enough yet. Mm. It's because like they're working out for themselves, but they're not working out for a bigger reason. It's not, it's not a means to an end. It's kind of the end for them, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. And I love how we're going to end on that note because um, it comes back to values again. I believe it starts with values and comes back to values in the end. Uh, and that's really where it goes. And anywhere else is really not going to be uh, a fulfilling place or um, a place with accountability. That's a big thing for me. Values really provide me with the accountability that I need um, yep. to, to govern my day-to-day um, while at the same time giving other people, if they know what my values are, an opportunity to hold me accountable. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm big on tying values into accountability as well. So I'm glad we ended with that. Um, I just want to remind people right now, uh, we're talking with Nash Mackey, performance coach who helps you uh, refine your mission, build new beliefs, develop new rituals and transform your life. Nash, I want to make sure that listeners can connect with you. So where would be the best spot uh, to find you, whatever you do online, in person, let us know. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. So Instagram is probably the place I hang out the most. It says I am Nash Mackey on Instagram and yeah, you'll find me there. And in my Instagram bio, you'll probably find all the, all the links and bits and pieces to my, uh, whatever I've got on the go at the time, whenever you're listening to this. So yeah, Instagram, you can find me on Facebook as well. I'm Nash Mackey or I'm Nash That's my website. Um, I'm a little bit uh, behind on the website update at the moment. So it's funny how the social media platforms have sort of dulled out the necessity for websites, but I'm right. still there if you, if you need to find me that way. Well, it's easy. It's more interactive and all of that. But I was on your website earlier a few days ago and uh, I liked it. So, so I'd like to see Thanks, the new man. changes that you get when it's up and going there. So sure. uh, everyone really appreciate you listening to this episode. Uh, remember, this is the 2020 series on the Greatness Everyday podcast. You can listen to us every Monday. Um, go check the rest of the episodes out. And uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio and many other platforms. So I appreciate you watching. Nash, appreciate you being here. And we'll see you in the next episode.